This is Bobby Brown, and you're the maximum threshold. Ride the Death Star. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is... Maximum voltage. Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at... 440-709-4977. Maximum Threshold. And here's your hosts... Dom. He's unstable, Get out! 
there you go, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Man, we got a killer show for you lined up tonight. Oh, yeah, Paul Nelson is going to be calling. You just heard some Paul Nelson there out of time. That was off his latest release or latest one I have. And also we have um, Burley Drummond from Ambrosia. And I think we got an interview here with Kublai Khan a little later on in the program. But, hey, stick around. It's going to be a cool show. It's a lot of... A lot of cool information going to be passed on your way tonight. And I've got a lot of new music, too, as well uh, to turn you guys on to. Ah, so, yeah, this is episode, I think it's 539, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I want to say that next month will mark the, I want to say the 14th year we've been doing this. I think it is. If not, it's 11th or 4th. <laughs> Who knows? I know it's way up there. It's got to be 13 or 14 or something like that. I have to look back in the records. But yeah, man, um been doing this for you guys for years, man. Every weekend, you know, find time and turn you guys on to what I get my way. Yep. So, yeah, I'm just looking at all these tunes I got thrown up on the board here, and I got so much other stuff. I just put on put back in um, my drive close to 20 new um, CDs, of new stuff. And I got the new clutch. I'm gonna probably play for you guys in a little bit, a little later. Uh, I also have. Well, let me see. We actually pull them up. I didn't even put them on my board yet. There's just those are just stuff that I had that I needed to get on here. You know what I'm saying, Shane? Uh, Sue, so, let's see here. We got a couple of cool interviews coming up down the road. We got some local band, Mushroom Head, we're going to be having them on. Uh, also, um, damn, I, there's so many. I, I, I don't even write this stuff down. I, I used to, but man, it's just got, just got so much going on. You know, I, I'm back at school working on my master's degree. <sighs> I'm working on a solo record, slowly piecing that thing together. I got to beat my um, single that I put out a few months ago, that Angels of Movement. I got to beat this. I got to find something. got to find a better backing track. Because <laughs> it's, it, it started blowing up there for a while. And then I think it's fizzled out. I had like 5,000 downloads in the first week. So... That's not bad, man. Shit. For me just pushing it, I don't mind, you know. Wait a minute. I got a new song that came out last week. I put out a bunch of singles. It was um what the hell is it called? Drain my drain my soul of goodness. I think that's what it is. I have my daughter on there doing some sound effects in the background. It's pretty cool. It's it's got more of an industrial kind of sound. I don't even think I have it on my computers here because I got all them are with the label. The label has uh, my material and I just do it over there. What the hell I uploaded. I got some other cool stuff in the works. I have this um, song called Scorpion Tail. Of course, it's T-A-L-E, you know, you know, I didn't come up with the idea. I asked, I asked the family, I said, give me a name for a song. <laughs> and they gave me this name title. Uh, let's see. 
I got a few other ones. I got one called Bridge and some other ones. I mean, by the let me see. I originally wanted to put together a Christmas record, but I don't know if this Christmas record is going to come together. So I didn't even start it. Oh, here we go. Maximum Threshold Radio, you're on the air. Yes, hi, Dom. This yeah. is Burley Drummond from the band Ambrosia. Hey, Burley, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Is this a good time to call? Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, I just tossed you right on. What's so? So what's going on, <laughs> okay. man? I'm a I'm a drum, I'm a drummer, so timing's important to me. Oh, I'm a guitar, so I'm off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> so so what's what's going on with you, man? Well, I guess we're playing a couple of shows near you, Marion and Kent State. Oh, uh, yeah. Kent Stage. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Am I on the right track? Yes, okay. you are. Yeah, I know the um, the Kent one. That's probably like forty five minutes to an hour away from me. So I'm gonna. I have, oh, okay. Yeah, I got a couple of people. I'm gonna try to. If I can't make it, I'll have them come down there and cover you and talk to you and do all that at, at the venue. Oh, please, that'd be great. Nice. Yeah, well, I hope you can make it. Well, I'm going to try. You know, you know, all of us are yacht rockers over here too, as well. So we want to oh, okay. make our way there. Yeah. So for the people who aren't familiar with you, you want to give a little brief about yourself. Well, okay, I'm one of the founding members of Ambrosia. Um, you know, we started in 1970. We had our first album came out in 1975. Had a hit called "Holding On to Yesterday." Uh, later on, we had hits, How Much I Feel, uh, You're the Only Woman, You're the Biggest Part of Me. But at the same time, we had this progressive vein that people were car- comparing us to uh, Yes and King Crimson and Genesis, especially mm-hmm. on our first records. Yeah. So uh, now we do a little bit of all of it. Uh, nice. And we do some new stuff, too. So, yeah, it's pretty. It's a, it's a really great show, and the band has never sounded better. So oh, that's great. There you go. That's that's perfect, man. Um, so, how many? How, just just out of the out of the blue, how many records you think you guys actually really sold back from back in the day? Uh, I, you know, I don't have those numbers, but yeah. they're adding them up now because we're renegotiating a deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, so all those numbers are coming present. I wish I could tell you. I know. Um, I know all the singles went gold. Yeah. Uh, over time, but I don't know platinum status or anything like that but yeah. so yeah i really i can't say you know but i can tell you anything about the drums what do you need to know <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a guitarist i wish i knew more about that stuff all i know is cowbells and um bass drum and a couple of rototoms and crash yeah there's a bunch of noise <laughs> bunch of noise in the background yeah that and i know my drummer he can really smell at times i think that's why he has a fan on him all the time yeah, uh, it, it takes a certain woman to love a drummer. Um, they usually like skunk and things mm-hmm. like that, too. You know, it's strange. Yeah. Is, is it true that the drummer always gets all the, um, all, all the um, not, not the not the top shelf women, but the one like right below it, while the singers and the, no, get, the, get the top shelf? No, they get, the, they get the top shelf. They definitely get the top shelf. They do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Is this is this a fact? It's a fact. It's proven. Sci- scientific <laughs> studies have proven that the drummers get the top shelf. Do you have Just a- ask my wife? <laughs> oh, I, I believe that. <laughs> so, what do you have? What do you have planned? You know, for the, your um, the near future with the band. 
Well, you know, uh, we're, we're starting to do a lot of international stuff. We're going to Ecuador and Costa Rica and Panama and uh, Mexico City, and then mm-hmm. I think we're going over to uh, Japan next year. So oh, we're really excited about that. We have a new record in the works we're doing. It should come out next year. So there's still life, you know. I mean, it's actually it's actually the, one of the most creative times right now. So it's it's pretty exciting. Is there any talks about putting together a new new record? Yeah, right. We are we are we're working on it. We have a new single. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, uh, if your emails, I'll get your email and oh, I'll send you cool. the new uh, tune we have released, and you can hear it. Tell me what you oh, think. Oh, definitely, yeah. Always looking to hear some some new fresh material, especially bands that oh, yeah. you know, have evolved, you know, evolved over the decades, and just to see where they're going with it, and you know what I think what they would probably come up with, and if from from the material that you have, if it kind of like coincides with the same thing, if I'm on the same page or not. Yeah, I'd I'd say the only, uh, I mean, Ambrosia's hits were weren't uh, the easiest yeah. quarterly. You know, they were involved, so I'd say. I'd say right now uh, the songs we're writing have a little bit of prog and a little bit of uh, pop. Mm-hmm. So I call this a prog rock pop band. Gotcha. We do it all. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> what are some of the places where you really like to play? You like you like playing like the regular venues or like the casinos where you get into more more responses from the people? Uh, you know, I think the ultimate is a performing arts center. Um, and I, I, but you know what? Any venue works. Mm-hmm. It's what you make out of it. Uh, um, you know, the maybe my least favorite would be when you play, uh, uh, you know, uh, what, what do they call it? You know, private conventions oh, or yeah. something when you're hired, you know, by people that don't really know you specifically. But anywhere where people come to see you, uh, you know, see the band specifically, it's it's great. Has anybody ever hired your band to play like weddings? Uh, not, not in the last 45 years. No, (laughs) I mean, no, people have tried, people have tried, but when they realize the undertaking, that is more than just a band coming up and setting up in the corner, you know, and playing it's, yeah, you know, it's a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we need the right stuff to do the show. Mm Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that I'm getting all these text messages from people? They're asking, what are some of the things they should be looking forward to um, at your shows? Are there anything different that you, you know, like stage setups or anything like that? Yeah, you know, something old, something new, something borrowed. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, that kind of works. We're going to do, you know, we'll do all the hits, of course. Yeah. And we'll do some of the prog, the more adventurous stuff. And we'll do uh, some of our newer stuff. And we'll do some of the tributes we've done in the past, like say Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, we okay. were on a, we were on an album called All This in World War II with uh, Elton John and Rod Stewart oh, and wow. the Bee Gees. Uh, it was a tribute to the Beatles. So we we had a hit mm-hmm. actually called Magical Mystery Tour, and we'll be doing that. We'll be doing all kinds of stuff. Nice. Uh, I got a text here from Jeff Kiss. He's asking. He said, "Ask if if you'd be up for a yacht rock." Tour with Hall and Notes and the Doobie Brothers. I think we could swing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys? Yeah, we do it in a second. <laughs> have you guys done any um, cruises yet? Yes, we've done a lot of cruises. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did. Um, we did. Uh, let's see. We did the Moody Blues cruise. I think three times or four oh, wow. times now. 
we did the Yes Cruise because Yes actually requested us. So we did a Yes Cruise where they asked us. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. We'll do we'll headline like Prague, Prague Progressive Festivals where they ask us, Hey, will you play everything? Play your whole catalog. Just don't play the hits. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. which is that's different, huh? You don't yeah, expect is. that. So. Yeah. Uh, We've done that, and we've done this time life uh, rock and romance cruises. Mm-hmm. And that, what's really great is uh, we have a lot of mutual friends, so uh, artists that have worked with us. Like say, so on some of these cruises, we uh, we do our set, and then we we back up like Michael McDonald or oh, somebody wow. like that. So gotcha. that's a lot of fun for us. Mm-hmm. So you guys are like really well versed in knowing so much other material other than your own stuff. It's a really good band. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh the musicianship is very high, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not trying to blow up my own horn. Oh, no, I, or our I, own I, horn, but, I agree with you. But you know, we it's it's a it's a group that's done so. You know, we're a bit like Toto in the sense that a lot of us have done extensive studio work mm-hmm. and and played in so many different situations that we're pretty adept at backing up anybody that comes that that needs us. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of package shows in that regard where. We uh, we play and then we ha- we call it Ambrosia and Friends, oh, I where you. we play and then we have we have special guests like Stephen Bishop or Bill Chaplin, or uh, Peter Beckett from Player. All mm-hmm. these kind of people sit in with us. Oh, cool! Now, do you, do you, now, now do you take part in any type of um, like um, the Musicians Institute or anything like that? Uh, one of our singers, uh, Ken Stacy, one of our new tenor singer. He used to teach at uh, Musicians Institute here in uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all done we've all done clinics at yeah. a lot of those places, but he was actually an established teacher there. Oh, okay. Were you given any type of honorary degree or anything from anywhere? No, uh, just uh, just from uh, UCLA. You know, mm-hmm. I graduated with music uh, a music degree, um, ethnomusicology. Yeah. How, how much of the? But I think, it, go ahead. I was just going to say, from getting your degree from there, how much of that information that you've learned have you were able were you able to apply towards uh, your band and, and your every, music? Every day, mm-hmm. every day, every I, you know, I do sessions almost daily, and every day I use that, I use that, that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, it was it was huge, huge to me what I learned. What were some of the key things that? that stick with you that you use? Well, because I was an ethnomusicologist, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the African rhythms that I studied African music for like three and a half years. And, uh, that stuff is so, uh, it's, it defines so much of a, a feel and that has permeated, uh, our cultures where we don't even know how much it has seeped in, and so, you know, I use I use that constantly. Being a percussionist and being a drummer, I, I rely on African rhythms a lot. Mm-hmm. What's what's so much? I'm not I'm not too familiar with that. I'm just wondering what is the different type of styles, or the, the emotional feel that you get with that music as compared to your regular, you know, American blues well, rock okay. sounds. Well, I, okay, I you know I could this then this is just a tip of the iceberg yeah. kind of thing. Uh, you know, when Paul Simon came out with his, uh, his African-ish album, you know, uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a hint of 
of that's of an African based uh, feel. And uh and of course reggae is huge, uh coming from, you know, the islands and uh, mm-hmm. uh so all that stuff creeps in uh to the what we call pop now. You mm-hmm. know, but not back in nineteen seventy, uh though that wasn't really present. I mean you had Nina Simone and people like that, but you know, they weren't blatantly doing uh, African influenced pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's part of the fabric fabric of uh, of our music. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's 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 really great to know that you know that the, there's still musicians out there who 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 play true to their roots and take the information that they've you know they've gained over the years and they just they keep it and they don't get rid of it and it's like something that's pushed in your blood. I, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, you know, there's you know everybody has uh, has their source yeah. that they've where they've come and what drives them and what influences them. Like, uh, you know, like a, a singer songwriter, um, you know, you know, you like take somebody like James Taylor, you know, he writes the, the uh, the plaintive, uh, songs, you know, but then he he does Mexico, which has got a lot of Latin rhythm in it, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you, it's, it's a, the world is there for your choosing, you know, the world, the palette of music is so wide and extensive. Yeah. That uh, it'd be a shame not to use it. Oh, I hear you. Got a question here. They're asking, where do you see music in the next decade or so? Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm g- g- kind of curious. You know what, what's going to happen with computer-driven music? Because uh, uh, you know, composing music now, so many people are using uh, pre-recorded like loops and yeah. things like that. To, to form their music, and I wonder at what point uh, a computer, I think it's probably already happening, uh, you know, a computer totally composes its own music, you know, because it just picks elements that it thinks would work together and composes pieces of music, you know, on the, totally without man's, I mean, man may have to turn on the machine, mm-hmm. but that's it, you know. I'm, you know, and of course, uh, I think, I don't. I think there's a lot of good new music out there. I keep hearing, you hear a lot that uh, you know there's nothing great being written today. But I think there mm-hmm. is. I think you may have to look for it. I think the only difference today is so many people uh, doing the DIY do-it-yourself thing mm-hmm. that uh, you know you don't. They don't necessarily need labels. Is that there's there's just such a huge amount of, of music out there that you have to wade through oh, yeah. to get to what you really really like. Mm-hmm. What is what is the way that you're you plan on getting your music out to the to the people, especially off coming off the new music that you'll be putting out? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we probably will go with a label at some point with the new music. But uh, you know, of course, live, and then of course we'll just you know, we'll just do our uh, you know our own uh, promotion uh, and tackle you know every every opportunity we can to put it out there, yeah. which you know everybody else is doing too. So mm-hmm. you just have to hope you hear it. Gotcha. I got a question here. They're asking, um, what do you do to relax when you're not on the road? Uh, that's a good one. Um, my luckily for me, my wife is in the band mm-hmm. now. She is, plays keyboards and sings, and uh, she used to play with Animal Logic and Jimmy Buffett, and did sessions for Pink Floyd. 
And uh, so just having her on the road helps me tremendously because she can she can see my moods and up and ups and downs and and cool me out when I need yeah. it. You know. Gotcha. And he's also asking, and I, I and I need and I need it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. He <laughs> wants to know also what type of hobbies you have. Uh, I have. Uh, well, believe it or not, drums and percussion is as is my obsession and yeah. my hobby, and uh, and music in general. But um, yeah, if I'm not doing that, I actually like to garden. Hmm. I like to work in my yard. What what type of plants are your favorite? Uh, well, uh, I like cactus. I'm on a cactus trip, or you know, or mm-hmm. succulents. Um, you know, California, of yeah. course, we have to have succulents because mm-hmm. nothing else will grow. <laughs> <That's> uh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm enjoying that, uh, and uh, and then you know I have a friend, a gardener, that comes once every other weeks, and he always hands me new things that you know it's like giving me a toy. Hey, go play with this for a while. <laughs> And they're also asking, um, what type of movies or TV shows are you, are, are you watching right now? Uh, I just uh, watched The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, that was disturbing. Um, just because my, my wife thought that could never happen. I said, it is happening. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, that, you know, I liked... Uh, I liked um, the crown i'd like i'd like that one about you know about the president but i guess he got in trouble um i forget the name of that one but yeah i don't get to watch too much tv i'm lucky if i get a half hour in a <laughs> night but uh uh so you know it's just whatever's on usually or whatever my daughter uh, leaves on gotcha uh, do you take the family on a road with you uh, n- not so much. My son, mm-hmm. who's 31, is uh, he's the new improved model on drums, and he's got a band called the Everly Brothers Experience, which uh, they are just raging out there right now. They're doing oh, cool. so good. I, you know, I have to. The only way I have to look is at his itinerary to find out where he is. <laughs> he's uh, like they're going off to do uh, 12 dates in Ireland and oh, then wow. five dates in France. And, uh, they are they are so good. And I'm so proud because I recorded them mm-hmm. and uh, they just took off. It's just, wow, it's like a rocket ship. They're just doing so great. And so I'm happy about that. My daughter just graduated from USC and she's, she's to me, the, you know, the most talented one in the family. She's an amazing singer. But she's going into the Peace Corps for two years. Oh, so, wow. uh, yeah, I know. It's, uh, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> Well, you know, they got they got to grow up and, you know, learn learn the ropes of life. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh got to find a way to see her during those oh, 2 yeah. years Thailand. Oh. So I spent a little time over there on Oh, you did. Down Pattaya Beach in Bangkok. Oh. Okay. I was in the navy. Yeah. I had I got too oh, okay. I got drunk there. <laughs> was it safe? Uh yeah, it was. There were some times where I'd okay. end up, in, I'd end up, you know, way out and out there in the in the jungle somewhere with monkeys all around me. But you know, I felt pretty safe over there. Of all the other all the places over in Asia, Thailand was the 
was a pretty safe place. Over there, it's I oh, guess good. I guess you could look at it as like people from Europe and Australia and those areas they gravitate to that area for their vacation place. Like people in the states would go to like to Hawaii or Florida. Okay. Okay, great. But she's a good that place. Helps. She'll she'll learn a lot and see a lot, and especially if she's she's there to help. You know, I think it'd be yeah. a great experience. I'd have I'd let, I'd have, I'd push my kids to do something like that as well. Oh, good. Okay, that's good to hear. Thanks. Let's see here. Um, yeah, let's get back on the road about talking about you know coming, going on the road, coming to the, the Cleveland area here, the Kent area here, and um, what bands are going to be on the road with? Uh, well, I think on those dates we're playing with uh, we're co-billing with Orleans, uh, mm. who are a wonderful bunch of guys, and uh, they play so well. They're one of my favorites uh, to co-bill with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in our career, we have we have co-built with everybody: yeah. Hart, the Doobie Brothers, the Beach Boys, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, uh, you you know you name it. You name it. Yeah. Uh, Rush. We used to play with Rush. Uh, so if there's no end to how many people we've uh, toured and played with. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what is one of your favorite songs to play live? Uh, well, I really like, uh, the brunt, it's called the brunt mm-hmm. because uh, I get to do a drum solo and we have a lot of percussion in it, but I like, uh, I like them all, you know, they're all a challenge yeah. still today. Uh, biggest part of me is great, but it's a challenge. Time waits for no one. Nice, nice, very nice. I love all those songs. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, um, let's see, just a couple more things here. We'll let you get going. Uh, but how can people get a hold of your the, your back catalog and all your merch that you have? Uh, well, you can get it on AmbrosiaLive.net. AmbrosiaLive.net. And if they have problem problem finding anything in particular, they can they can email us on that website, and uh, and we can answer their questions. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I got another question. Yeah. This, this is coming from um, Dave. He's asking. Um, ask if you know anything about the Lindsey Buckingham being fired situation. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. But man, that that band was the most volatile band we ever toured with. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I mean, they, you know, they were changing partners every every week. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like a merry-go-round. Wow. You guys but had... you know what? Mm-hmm. I learned so much watching Mick Fleetwood play every night. Yeah. That guy is—he's one of the strongest drummers I've ever seen in my life. Amazing. Do you have a gong? Excuse me. Do you have a gong? A dog? No, a gong. Gong. Yeah. Yes, I have a gong. In fact, I have a lot of gongs. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you were—you're—you're you're, you're, you're really into like your hobby is the drums. So that's why I was going to ask about the oh, gongs yeah. and so, so if you could tell me a little bit about. Because if you figure if you got one, you got to have more than that, and there's got to be some history behind some of them. Oh sure, sure. Well, I mean, uh, when uh, you know when I started UCLA, mm-hmm. I had to learn the gamut, so I had to learn orchestral percussion, marimba, uh, vibraphone, xylophone, uh, orchestra bells, uh, chimes, uh, timpani. You know, and then I started got into the Latin thing and studied a lot with my good friend Luis Conte. You know, congas, timbales, bongos. And then I got into the ethnic thing with, yeah. you know, the African, all the African drums and the ensemble playing 
And then I studied with Allah Raka from Ravi Shankar's Tapu player. Oh, wow. So then I got into the Indian thing. So uh, that's, you know, and each one of those is, is, a, is a lifetime of study on their own. So, you know, I, I, I'm lucky if I have, uh, you know, 5% of what each one of those has to offer. Yeah. But it's enough to give me an, an insight, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, a feel for it. And that's, that's, what, that's really what you, all you can hope for unless you've got, you know, multiple lifetimes yeah, I spend on this. Kind of at times you wish you did because there's so much stuff we oh. really you really get involved with. And you're like, I don't want to stop learning this. You know, this is something it's part oh, of know. me, and I don't want to give it up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I got a question here. They're asking, what is the oldest piece of equipment that you have? Uh, I have a I have a Chinese symbol that uh, is probably about 400 years old, supposedly. Wow. Where'd, yeah. you, where'd you find that at? Uh, I was lucky. I found it in a shop, uh, uh, and I, you know, I even forget where I found it. But mm. I've had it. I've had it probably a good forty years. Wow. Yeah. You, you ever use it? Ever play it? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very delicate. I mean, you can yeah. break it with your hand, but uh, yeah, I only use it on rare occasions. Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Uh, can you do us a quick favor? Sure. Can you do a promo ID for our radio show? Just say your name, the band. Yeah, I'll give it. Uh, this might take an hour, but sure. Oh, go for it. Got time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, by all means, I'd love to. Whenever you're ready. Okay, uh, so um, let's see if I, I don't, give me the sure. uh, IDs and stuff, if you don't mind. Oh, no, no problem. It's your name, the band you're with, you're listening to Maximum Threshold, and throw some crazy out at the end of it and don't put no thought into it. Okay, maximum threshold yes. with Dom. Should I mention yeah, you? Yeah, you? you could do that if you like. Okay. Okay. Um, this is Burley Drummond from Ambrosia, and I'm listening with to maximum... Uh, let me try it again. Sure. This is Burley Drummond from Ambrosia, and I'm listening to Maximum Threshold with Dom, my favorite. Here we go with Ambrosia. Yay! That was perfect. Burley, hey, I want to thank you very much for taking time out here. And we definitely will hook up down the road again. And you have my number, too. Just give me a call whenever you're getting ready to push something or whatever you have. And I'm here for you. Okay. Thank you, Dom. And uh, and I'll make sure I have your email, and I'll send you the sure. new tune. And tell me what you think. Sure. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thank, thank you. you so much. Take care, man. Okay. Okay. Bye.
Of the fame. 
you want to listen to Maxim Celestial Radio on your phone, you can do so. That app is out there, baby. Tune in radio. Go to your little market there and download Tune In Radio. Just type it in the search. Tune In Radio. Once you download that app, click it, activate it, blah, 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 search maximum threshold. That's, once again, that's Tune In Radio. You can also catch the podcast on there also. Yeah, it's real nice. Check it out. Tune In Radio for Maximum Threshold Radio Live. Miss the live show? Go to stitcherradio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match made in heaven. You want to follow Maximum Threshold Radio? You can do so. You can find us at MaximumThreshold.net, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Maximum Threshold Radio, Twitter at Max Threshold. You can also get us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Maximum Threshold. Pretty damn simple, huh? Check us out. Follow us. Be part of us. Some brand new Alice in Chains for you. Uh, Never fade off the latest release. There you have. Um, I hope you guys are digging that. That's pretty pretty smooth. We have Paul Nelson calling in here any minute. So yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Like I said, we we have a smooth, fast running show. Just doing a lot of stuff on here, man. So, uh, yeah, definitely thank everybody for tuning in, being part of this from wherever you're listening to. And I know there's people from like all around the world listening to us right now, which is really cool. And I appreciate it. And um, for the people who are downloading this on iTunes, uh, Google Play, whatever that it's called now, and, and all those 500 billion other places that take my feet I don't know about, thank you. <laughs> I wish you guys would just send me a message at mtrshow at gmail.com. Just let me know, man, you guys have my feed and you guys are like, got, got our, our show, our podcast or whatever. And you guys are playing it over on your site. Cause I have no clue. I do a Google search and I find like a 
literally hundreds of other sites that are saying their this show is on their station, and I had never heard of them before. And a lot of them are like in Russia and Germany and France and Australia, and it's all over the place. You know, mostly people in the states. So you listen, you listen to us live, or you download us right from iTunes or Apple. They call it now Apple Podcast. I want to thank them also for actually hitting the charts on iTunes, which is pretty cool. I've been doing this a long time, so was it what I say? It's five hundred thirty-nine episodes or five hundred thirty-eight. One of them, one of those two. Let me see. Let me just make sure. But yeah, this is five hundred thirty-nine. Uh, last week's show, we had Paradise Kitty on and Real Big Fish. So you talk about a nice, uh, nice little mix. You talk about a Guns N' Roses tribute female cover band to um, Real Big Fish, that ska band. It's a nice little, nice little separation. Maximum Threshold Radio. Hello. Hey, Paul, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, not too much. Just hanging out here, just... Just shooting the shit on the air over here. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for doing this. I oh, really appreciate any, it. Anytime, man. So what you got going on? I think I have a gig near you October 14th. Well, it's Buddy Guys in Chicago. I play there a lot, oh, okay. but it's part of my uh, Midwest tour. So. Gotcha. And then I got some uh, uh, Jamaican news. Mm-hmm. I got the solo album stuff, a lot of stuff going on. See, I want to I touch on that stuff. This, yep. this, oh, this, I'm, you know, I'm pretty new to your music and I'm, I'm listening okay. to this. I'm like, man, and I, and I, and I started reading the bio on yourself and I'm like, I, you basically, we've known you like for decades already, you know, just from the bands that you've been involved with and the music you've been and just the people you've been around and just listen. You know, to, I, I think I'm one of those guys that like missed you by like five minutes every oh, time. I know. I know. <laughs> like, it happens. He man. was just here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one it of the happens. things. Yep. But the biggest, the biggest honor was playing with Johnny. With Johnny Winter. You there? You there? You're fading in and out. Are you there? Did you get my new material? Yeah, I got that. I just listened to okay, it just cool. a little, little while ago. And, great. And I started to show off great. playing Out of Time off it. Ah, great. <laughs> I love that, man. That's Good. that's a smooth song. You know, I was, when I was listening to it, um, you know, I'm a guitarist as well. And I like to listen to like the certain riffs that you do in certain solos. And I try to figure out, oh, where is this? You know, where'd you get this from? You know, which, you know, what was your, influ- <laughs> what was your influence on? You can't do that with this record because you're all, you're all over the place and you can't, you can't pinpoint yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I, I learned, oh. I learned that from Johnny, that yeah. Johnny's style was like every single guitar player, not like mm-hmm. one or two. So I, I, I really studied like everyone to try to get my own style out of it. And then when I do play solos on, on those songs, I service the song. I, I, I I don't want to give everybody a guitar lesson every yeah. time they listen to something. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can do that. People know I do that. But for this album specifically, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to write a good solo, like yeah. a Brian May solo or like a, a Angus Young solo or like a Page solo, things mm-hmm. that really meant something 
within the song. So yeah, that's 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 the ex- exact vibe that I got of it. Now, when I was listening, I was like, yeah, this isn't like um, he wrote the solo around or the song was written around a solo or nothing like that. I was like, you really, the music is the background. And you, you took that yeah. music and you made that real strong melody out of it. And you made that melody that, rhyme through the, come through the whole song. That's the key. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what I try to do. Yeah. And I'm glad you noticed it. I, 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 I like to, I like to write, music that you just keep on playing over and over again and you forgot that it's it's playing again and then you start hearing new stuff and new ear candy that's right you know that's that's what songs do so yep oh but cool great play the crap out of it i will you definitely (laughs) definitely got a fan out of me on this one tell you that oh cool man (laughs) i appreciate and that singer how do you like that singer oh sweet (laughs) oh he's from norway he was number two on the voice wow what's his name morton Morton Fredheim. Huh. Oh, cool. Yep. Is he, he speaks perfect English, the king's <laughs> English. Wow. Yep. Just straight English. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I had my eye on him for some time because mm. I produced his band years ago, and I said, boy, if he, if I'm ever free to do my own thing and uh, he's free, yeah. I got to get this guy. So that was that's sort of, how that worked. That was sort of something like Joe Perry did when he did his last solo record. Then he get um, I forgot who he got is singing for him, but he got somebody from, from over there and this guy is like phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know, you're on the road and you see their opening yeah. acts or you bump, you go in a club when you're, you know, off the tour and you're hanging out in some town. You're like, wow, who is that guy? Yeah. And then you take a number down and then that person forgets. And then two years later, the phone rings. Okay. You're getting <laughs> on a flight. What? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many albums were, were put together at Clapton's Crossroad Fest, behind the scenes, this one meeting this one, I need you on this. Oh, I love that drummer. I love that bass. Yeah, you know the concerts in the front that everybody sees is one thing, but mm-hmm. what happens in the back? The albums that are developed in this and the the networking is insane. Oh yeah, I believe so, it. Yep. Well, so what were some of the, the key things that stuck out in your career that you felt were the major catapults in your your development of being a, being a guitarist? A musician. Well, early on, I knew that, uh, you know, if I was going to do this seriously, I had to get into all aspects of it. You know, yeah. there's always that what if factor. So I went into engineering. I went into sight reading. I went into producing. I went into, uh, and I knew I had to re- enroll into a professional school. So I, I, I enrolled in Berkeley College of Music mm-hmm. and I got accepted. And that's where I met Steve, Va- Steve Vai and he gave me private lessons on the side. So that was my first, and you know, you get an influential teacher like that, oh, yeah. and that's what really gets you, gets your juices flowing and makes you want to continue on. Mm-hmm. So then after that, I sought out private teachers like Steve Kahn, Mike Stern. You know, I went that whole fusion route, oh, like yeah. that Eric Johnson thing, Satriani kind of thing. My first album was called Look, and that's all instrumental. But uh, I, when I first started off, it was blues. And it was guys like, you know, Johnny Winter, Hendrix, uh, 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 Billy Gibbons, and that, that, uh, and then Jimmy Page and all that. You know, everybody that everybody has to listen to. It's oh, part yeah. of their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And then to actually later on get to meet my idol and play with him, it, it must, it, it was like Johnny Winter playing with Muddy Waters. It was like, here it is. <laughs> wow. And that was the coolest. Yeah. How did how did it feel when you when you're on the stage and you just look over at them? They just like just start just start smiling and and just losing it inside. Well, I'll tell you a story. Yeah. The first time that I actually sat down 
and played with Johnny was in the studio. It was the Carriage House Studios on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I'm over here in, in the tri-state area. Yeah. And uh, okay, so I wrote I wrote three songs for him. I had met him in the studio because I was recording for the um, uh, the football league, the WWE. Okay. When they did that football league for a X- while there, XFL. And I was in the studio. Yeah, I was in the studio, and he was coming in right after that. And he heard me playing. He said, "Hey, I love the way you play. Would you, I'm in here doing my album. Would you like to write a song?" So I got uh, got some session guys together. I got a guy that sounded like Johnny singing. Mm-hmm. I had Johnny's equipment there in the studio. So wow. I, I wrote and recorded a song. I played for him the next day. And he said, wow, that sounds great. He goes, uh, you got any more? So I wrote two more. So he said, well, you know, there's some other parts on that. Why don't you play on the album? Mm-hmm. And I go, okay. So we go in the studio, and there I am with my idol in front of me. Yeah. And he starts playing my song, and I knew from people that knew him that, you know, if something became a pain in the neck, he just didn't want to do it anymore. So we get to the ending of one of the songs that he wrote, and he plays the ending, and he goes, how was that? <laughs> and I go, I go, uh, well, you can do it that way, or you can do it the way I wrote it. And he goes, why, that wasn't right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, 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 no. <laughs> I go, he goes, well, show me. And I go, oh, well, it goes like this. He goes, okay, I got it. And he tries it again. And he goes, how was that? And I go, uh, no cigar. <laughs> he goes, well, I, I go, no, no, no. I go, look, this is important that we get this. It's a major recording. It's forever. And um, so then we got it. We nailed it. Mm-hmm. So then I turned to the engineer and the and producer at the time. I said, look, I want to do my parts again. And they said, what do you mean you want to do your parts again? Nobody asked to do their parts again. This isn't all about... I go, no, 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 you don't understand. Now that I hear what Johnny's playing, I want to play less. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny looks at me and he says, wow, nobody's ever said that. Everybody always wants to outdo me and show me up and, yeah. you know, combat me, you know, battle me, cutting heads, as they say. He goes, wow, that's really cool. So as I'm leaving the studio, the owner says, you know, I saw you with Johnny there. And Johnny wasn't in the best of shape then, you know. There, there was a lot involved. There's a whole movie out about, you know, how I helped him with his uh, his demons. Mm-hmm. And he was in really bad shape. And the, the head of the studio said, he says, the way you worked with Johnny, he goes, I don't know, I get a weird feeling that that some way you're going to help Johnny and Johnny's going to help you. And, like, you two were meant, meant to get together like this. Yeah. And now, in hindsight, you know, later on, I... There's a lot of bad stuff with his management, which is in a movie called Down and Dirty. Uh, he was had a lot of drug problems, which I got him off of, and uh, I I produced his album and got him his first Grammy, and myself as well. So that guy was right. So that was my that was my brush with my icon. <laughs> and then things have been great uh, then, before, and after, and now I'm on tour myself. Nice. Yeah, my my yeah. big idol that I got to meet. Um, was Jimmy Page, and I didn't get to play with him. He was just at the red carpet at the Rock Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He fell up the stairs, and I caught him. And I thought, wow, this is, this is like heaven right here. <laughs> it's my guitar hero right here, my God right in front of me, and I just caught him. I saved his life. Well, I, I actually, my brush was, I had one of those brushes, and it was with the same guy. <laughs> Wow. He was. We were at the Grammys. I was. I was there at the acceptance thing, and he was mm-hmm. sitting one seat in front of me. To my right was Chick Corea, and to left was Triumph, the the Rick. unknown comic dog. Oh, 
It's a hand puppet. Yeah. Stop sending a hand puppet and two idols. That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, things are going great. Touring. Got my album out. It's all good. Yeah. Well, I got a question. Um, what is, you know, seeing, yeah. you know, seeing that you know you're like in, in the background of the music, you know, with with with, the, with all the stars and all that. Um, what did you think? Uh-huh. Did you get to check out the movie Hired Gun? Oh well, see that was a that was I think that's a modern day uh, behind standing behind the shadows or the uh-huh. Wrecking Crew, which was insane. Yeah, because those guys not only read the charts, they they wrote the music. Yeah, they 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 helped out with uh, pet. Uh, pet signs and you know whatever tv show hawaii 5 mm-hmm. but yeah hired gun was the modern version of it you know the more update you know what happened to sarzo and my buddy uh derek st holmes yeah um yeah i like that one that was really good you know mm-hmm. it it's it it and it's it's timely because you know musicians are musicians are having a hard time yeah. You know, and it really shows uh, how how musicians are treated and how they should be treated yeah. correctly. And, uh, you know, the, uh, now when you have music that people just consider should be free, mm-hmm. it's affecting each artist. So, oh, you know, know, I'm very fortunate. You know, I played with a lot of good people. I, I established some credibility with the venues and the fans. And, uh, you know, I'm working. But uh, it's it's a struggle for people starting out. I can see it. Yeah. You know, a, a young band said something to me uh, the other day. You know, I produce a lot of acts. And uh, they said, you know, it's a lot harder nowadays. And I go, what do you mean nowadays? What? what, what? Well, you know, all these artists are, are passing away. And they go, there's no one for us to open up for anymore to build our resume. They're, they're all gone. Yeah. And they said, all we get to do is open up for openers because we've lost so many great artists you know bb king and uh, uh uh johnny and and, and just a uh, tons of them just just you know it was that whole ilk that whole uh, those woodstock guys and the blues guys the rock guys you know not to mention actors and all that kind of thing you know on facebook you just see a lot of people passing away that you wouldn't normally see immediately but uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I don't I don't want to put a downer on this conversation, but it, it is difficult. But fortunately, I'm playing, and I'm in the right area. I'm in that guitar area. I mm-hmm. love playing places, you know, intimate uh, uh, guitar musician kind of places like the Iridium in the city and the Fifty Five Bar. And then I'll go to Buddy Guys, or then I'll play like big places, or you know, I get so. I'm I'm fortunate in that respect. So knock on wood. I got a, I got a question here. This is from Jeff Kiss. He just messaged me. You want to know if you played on an album called The Mob? Nah, <laughs> no. But I produced them, and they just, they were from Norway. And that's the singer, Morton Fredheim, who sings oh. on my new album, Badass Generation. He was with a band that it was originally Hayseed, mm-hmm. and then he came over here, and we changed the name to The Mob. And they toured, and I had them open up for us when I was playing with Johnny. Yeah. And I produced their album. It was a great album. You know, I used to, I would get hired a lot to go over to Europe, and uh, especially I went over to them when they were in uh, Oslo, and I arranged and produced their stuff. Then I went over for another band on Sony, uh, EMI, uh, over in Copenhagen. So I was, they wanted to Americanize a lot of their stuff. So I would go over and do a lot of that. So that's where I met Morton. 
Okay. Morton was number two on The Voice, and he's such a great singer. And and they're really, they really got into the retro seventies thing before we did. Okay. You know, before guys like myself and Bonamassa and, and started saying, "Hey, listen to Bad Company and yeah. uh, you know Free and uh, Old Zeppelin, you know all that stuff." They've been doing it. Mm-hmm. And while we were touring over there, it's like, wow, what's going on here? And, it, and when we were retro, retroizing traditional blues, they were retroizing the British blues invasion. And that's that's how you get, like, rival sons and that kind of stuff going on now. So that's that's my new album. That's what I'm into doing. I, yeah. I really I, I wanted to mix that blues rock kind of thing, which was kind of like a Johnny thing. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, he got a lot of flack for being a, a rock guy. Yeah. But it it paid his bills to be able to run around and be a blues guy. That's the blues right. blues world is difficult, yep. you know. So. What do you think about bands? Yeah. Like, what do you think about new bands that are coming out like the Greta Van Fleet, who are taking that that Zeppelin kind of sound? What do you think of bands like that? It's cool. Yeah. I mean, the people that really know Zeppelin know what they're doing, yeah. and the people that have never heard Zeppelin before don't know what they're doing. So yeah. you got to hit it right. I mean, think of. You know the, the 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 guys that we idolized from the past, the maybe the second generation blues guys, or you know the rock blues guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like where did they get that sound? Where did they get that stuff? Yeah. And then you read the interview. Well, I listened to Robert Johnson. I listened to T Bone, and this was stuff that you know you didn't even think of listening to until yeah. you got inspired by them. But it went back so many decades. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to that, but these. Now, when you hear that artist and read what made them tick, it inspires you to go back. So what they're doing is inspiring everybody to go listen to Zeppelin, early Zeppelin, go listen to Bad Company, free. I mean, Paul Rogers, every singer wants to be Paul Rogers, you know? So it's insane. And then Kossoff, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but I I think it's great. It's really cool because it, it... it regenerates, but it, it, it doesn't copy it completely. It, there's always a little twist to it. You know, it's like they'll, they'll wear some bell bottoms, but they'll wear a different shirt. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Let's see, a couple of questions here. They're asking about, tell us about the Jamaican thing that you have going on. Oh, Jamaica. That's great. I get to play with my buddy, uh, Sonny Landreth. I've done a lot. He was our opening act in uh, Japan when I went over there with Johnny several mm-hmm. times. And then I did the uh, Island Exodus. He and I and Warren Haynes, he does uh, uh, his thing with Government Mule on uh, on the other side of the island. So I started one in Johnny's name uh, with uh, co-sponsors uh, uh, in Canada. And this is going to be January 24th through the 31st. You can go to johnnywinterfest.com. And it's got... Uh, Myself, legendary harp player James Montgomery. We have uh, Derek St. Holmes from Ted Nugent. We have uh, Samantha Fish, who's going oh, through the roof now. Yeah. Fantastic. Her and her SG. Uh, and, and Sonny Landreth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it's great. It's right on the water there, right over the airport, uh, uh, 20 minutes from the airport, right on the beach. Uh, it's it's selling out. It's 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 great. You know, it, I kind of, it's kind of my responsibility. I was with Johnny so long that, you know, he passed like four years ago, and right. I, I kind of made a pact that I would continue his legacy as much as I could while doing my own thing because he was a big fan of my playing and wanted me to continue on. But at the same time, you know, that's the good thing about the blues world. They they really, it's a family. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they pass the torch or whatever that is, the goblet or the golden spoon or whatever. 
but they do that a lot. And there's a lot of respect. You know, Johnny have respect for money. I have respect for Johnny. So I wanted to do things in his name with the estate because I'm still friends with the family and, you know, Edgar, obviously. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a great festival. John, uh, JohnnyWinterfest.com. It's, it's all over the Internet, so you just Google it. Okay. But it's going to be a serious event. And that the musicians that are playing, we have David Hull, who's playing with Aerosmith now uh, on bass. Uh, we have... Um, Let's see. Mike DeMeo plays keys. He was actually yeah. the singer for Riot. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, now, right. yep. now he's a keyboard player with Tommy James. I got Jay Giles drummer. We got the, oh, it's just a slew of people. And it's music and then just the resort itself, you know, the activities and the jet skis and all that stuff. So it's, oh, it's wow. great. And I've, I've done a bunch of those. So mm-hmm. now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm running my own. That so sounds it's cool. good, man. That sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to do that. And we got some great sponsors. I got uh, uh, Dr. Strings, who I've been with for ages. Oh, They're I the love, best people in the world. I love Dr. Strings. Rosa is my rep. Yeah. Um, she's probably listening in right now, going, "Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah." We have uh, Gibson Guitars and great uh, uh, shirt companies. All these people backing us. Of course, but of course, they all want to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, I've been with Dr. Strings for the longest time, and they are the best people. It's really hard to find. Uh, a family when you're dealing with um, endorsements and that yeah. kind of thing. But these people, they treat me like a, a king, and they're so gracious. And it, it's more than just uh, business. It's it's something else, and it's really I'm proud to be part of it. And I got some signature guitars and that kind of stuff, the stuff that goes with you, your musical awards and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, things are good. But thanks for asking. But the the DR strings, I've used them for years, and you know I, I've bounced through all the different kind of strings, and it just seems like DR those are the ones that are the handmade strings, and they're the ones they just they just feel so comfortable, and they just they play they're so smooth and very suddenly do they ever go out well, of tune? I love. I, them. I went to the company and watched them wind them. Oh, did it's you? Insane process, wow. you know. And when Johnny was around, he you know used the uh, the pure blues. I used yeah. the pure blues. So yeah, it's um, yeah, they're a great, a great, great string, and mm-hmm. you know you put them on, and your pedals sound better, your amp oh, sounds man. better, and when your when your gear and your stuff works perfectly, you feel better. It just gives you the freedom to play yeah. better. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, well, why do you need? You know, when I first started playing, I, I used to read articles and they'd say, oh, I use this kind of pick, and I was like, what the hell difference does that make? You just it's just a piece of plastic, but then you play enough for hours and hours and hours and hours, and you go, wow, if I had this, or if I had this kind of string, and maybe this amp isn't the right thing, and I should try it, and it's a constant battle. And then finally, you get into your own, and you you get what you need, and, you know, uh, water finds its own level, and you come to the best products, and DR is... And then just the added bonus of the fact that just the greatest people in the world. So it's really cool. I do a lot of NAMM shows with them and oh, yeah. meet and greet. So it's cool. I would, I would love to pick up a, you know, a small little endorsement deal with them, you know, with my band and me playing. Cause I love, I'm always looking for something to push and, and something I believe in and those strings, man. And plus they're, they're, they have my initials DR. They can't beat that. You know? Well, I, I, I think now that we've mentioned, oh yeah, right. I think now that we've mentioned them for fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. I think you can go down to Nam and get anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Here. I'm not kidding. I believe it. Let's see. Got a question here from Jeff Kiss. He's asking, ask if you're a Yankees or Mets fan. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> you know, I actually, I actually played on a song that was played when they opened up a stadium in in, in New York, and they invited me down. Uh, to listen to it as they played the song for the opening thing. Yankees, Yankee fan, Yankee, Yankee. <laughs> he said, um, if, if you, if he says Yanks, call him a front runner. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> he says, if he's a Mets fan, just start laughing. <laughs> I did play softball. I was a softball <laughs> player. Yep. I was also, I, I, I was athletically inclined and I also oh. threw javelin in high school and oh. I was a cross country runner. That's as far as I go into my past. Did you ever hurt yourself in those two sports? Uh, no, no, I never did. But you always had to watch out for your fingers. That was uh, the key. But, but the, when you're running, they just kind of flop around, uh, <laughs> you know, so you're okay. Did you ever well, bowling, bowling was rough. Ooh. Yeah. I took some yeah. bowling in college. That was, that was that was tough. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Well, what else you have going on other than the things that we've okay. talked about? Uh, all right, so the new album's out. Yep. It's called Badass Generation. Why Badass Generation? Because uh, when I was in the studio and we were playing some of the songs, somebody came in and said, hey, that's badass. And then all of a sudden, they're looking at one of the guitars in the corner. Oh, what a badass guitar. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Hey, so and so just pulled up. Oh, see that badass car? I go, what is this? Some kind of badass generation? And I'm like, oh boy. And that was the perfect thing to show our generation appreciating music of the past. Mm -hmm. Using that expression, say, how cool is retro 70s stuff? How cool is early Zeppelin? How cool is early Aerosmith and Freddie King and all that that stuff? So that's where they came. And that's why the cover. I wanted to look for the most iconic 70s-looking thing, so I went for, like, an Andy Warhol kind of uh, cassette. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's where I went with that. But uh, So the new album came out. I got signed with Sony after Johnny passed. I called up Morton from Norway, flew him over. I got uh, uh, Papa Chubby's uh, drummer, Chris Redden, had him come over. I had Samantha Fish's bass player, Chris Alexander. He came over. Had all kinds of guests. I had Danny Lewis from uh, Government Mule play keys, and it was a lockdown. Mm. So we just started writing. Then the booking agent's like, okay, we got to get you out there. And I just started hitting it. So I did some Midwest runs, went up to Canada, did some Florida, and started building. And now, uh, two years later, it's, it's, it's going crazy. So it's great. So oh, I go out great. to the Midwest in um, uh, September, October, hit Buddy Guys again. I actually had the honor of Buddy Guy asking me to come on stage uh, a couple of weeks ago and play with him. That's all over the internet. That yeah. was great. He had me come up and I played the whole set. Wow. Um, so then I, I head down to Florida and then, uh, you know, this festival season, so I start doing that and then I start working on my new album. Then we have that Jamaica thing. Like I said, the Winterfest, Johnny Winterfest. And then more after that, more Florida. And I just signed with a booking agent in Europe and management, so I'm going to start heading over there again. So um, it, things are good. Nice. Really good. And you're playing my music, oh, and yeah. I appreciate it. It's all good. <laughs> Anytime, man. Um, what, what's, what's one of the, your favorite songs off your your latest one? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, I know. How many people? Yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, actually, the one that I'm told is everybody else's favorite now has become my favorite. It's got a real British kind of shuffle. Like you're holding a little... Uh, teacup and your pinkies up in the air mm-hmm. while you're playing it's root to all evil that's the one why is that 
it's got this cool shuffle groove to oh, it that yeah. just marches on. I really like I, I like the way that one came out. It we really uh it was a good tempo, good groove and um uh we, we I I think we did a really good job on that all the guys so it was very inspirational to work with such good artists like a great singer you know you, it's so inspirational you start writing these parts and then you know if when you hand it to other people and it just goes down the tubes it's 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 like oh this isn't going to work but when you have great guys they can make a g or a d chord sound like a symphony you know it's yeah. like it's very cool so so that one came out really good nice uh, what is your favorite song to play live uh well, I also I also pay tribute to a lot of blues artists. I do a lot of Johnny tunes. I love doing songs like Albert King stuff, like Born Under a Bad Sign, doing my version of it, or like Freddie King stuff, some of those instrumentals, you know, like Jeff Beck would do of his version or Mick Taylor of like the Stumble mm-hmm. or like his version of Hideaway. But I also play slide guitar as well. So I enjoy playing Highway 61. Uh, my songs, I, I like doing Down Home Boogie, uh, uh, goodbye forever which is a real mm-hmm. a real intricate kind of riff it's mm-hmm. like a steve morris kind of thing but uh yeah i really love playing traditional blues songs you know and beefing them up a little but still holding true to their original forms i because i learn from those you always go back and learn from the masters the traditional guys Johnny Winter said he would, and I knew he would listen to nothing but blues from the 50s. And so did uh, Angus Young. Nothing but 50s blues for inspiration. Nothing else. And it's amazing. You know, Hallam Wolf and uh, uh, Hubert Sumlin with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, uh, yeah. So there's always something to get from that. That's always my go-to. Muddy Waters, that stuff. You know, even, even Eric Clapton, when he writes a, a pop tune, I, you know, I've I've read articles. I've actually recorded with him, but I know that uh, he said, you know, my songs may be pop sometimes, but my solos are always blues. Yeah. So that's what I try to do. But I try I put a little more melody in them. I, I make them songs in themselves. I know we talked about that a little yeah. bit. I I definitely, man. I'm I'm really like I said. I'm really digging your your material. I, I like it. You know, coming from a guitarist. I, I can I can appreciate what you do and with the sounds that you make and your style and Thanks. and all that. Thanks. It's it's you know it just pours out of you all these influences. Yeah. You know, I, when Johnny passed, I could have come out and did a an album that sounded like Johnny and I knew his amp settings and I was around him enough that you know music uh, musicians like sponges. Yeah. You know, so I absorbed every riff and I could have done that, but I'm like, why? There was a Johnny. So I I did my own thing. It was supposed to be a blues album, and it came out blues rock. And uh, I just I just had to let it all. It was like a like a a big cleansing kind of moment, you know, because a lot of stuff went on, you know, when he passed. It was kind of rough. So um, and uh, the the record label dug it, and they released it worldwide. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Now the next one I'm going to do could be blues. I, I'm fortunate enough that I can do what I want. Yeah. But I'm not going to go crazy. I, I I know, I know what I like to play, and it's all blues based and rock based. So that's that's where I'm at. Uh, what was the um, the coolest gift that Johnny ever gave you? Uh, well, when he passed, he gave me his whole vinyl collection. Wow. Everything that he listened to, from 
first picking up the guitar till the end of his life, which mm-hmm. was, it was very uh, emotional. And what I do is, on my days off from touring, uh, I listen to every single album as much as I can and pick up as much as I can to what made him tick, because I know that's what made him tick, yeah. what made Clapton tick, what made Hendrix tick, what made uh, Muddy tick. It's just, yeah, so it's very inspirational to have the whole history of somebody's career, one of the greatest players in the world, and know mm-hmm. sitting on your wall is what what made that, that person, what they listened to, that kind of thing. And I didn't even have a vinyl player, you know. I didn't, yeah. yeah, so so a, a DJ that I know, a radio station is a Johnny Winterland radio. Uh, he gave me a, a, a album vinyl player, and um, so I just started listening to it. And uh, that that was big. That was the best gift from from Johnny was like a father to me. You know, yeah. we were very close. And if you see that movie Down and Dirty, you'll you'll understand. I will check it out definitely. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Just a couple more things before we get going. Another question: they, they were asking if you ever played with or worked with George Lynch. Yes. Oh, big favorite. Uh, back in the day when I was playing a little heavier stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I had, uh, an ESP guitar. Mm-hmm. So I was with that company and we did some NAM shows, you know, the national associations of music, music yeah. merchants and whatever the hell, yeah. but w- we did uh, guitar clinics and it was he and I big fan of his playing because again, no matter how rocked out he was, he was blues based. Yeah. Same with guys like Eddie Van Halen. You can hear the blues in him and all the artists that have made it big have had were blues bands first i even sabbath was a blues band even the heaviest of heaviest bands they were blues based and then they went on to their own jeff beck was a blues guy you know so uh yeah lynch lynch is great i love that whole there's some very inspirational stuff there when you when you play with him at at nam did you have to wear those fingerless gloves like he did no, but I saw him. Yeah, but man, I tell you, he just—he we walked into that little booth, yeah. and he just pulled out a little tube screamer, which is a distortion pedal for yeah. those of you not in the know. Oh, the Ibanez. And he put he plugged it in, and it was George Lynch's sound because uh, technically, when you have a certain vibrato and a certain thing, that's your signature sound. So, yeah. uh, and I was just like, oh man, this guy. Yeah, he's a—he he was a. Back in the the rock kind of period, yeah. big influence, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still got a couple instructional. Um, I had the, like one of the first DVDs that he put out, and he's showing his he's got his little fingerless gloves, and it's it's like a he did it like his own, made his own videos on it. He's got Mister. Oh Skin yeah, it, it. It, it, it's hard. You know, I, I went to that trying to learn, and I go you know the YouTube thing, and then the video thing. I even met the Arlen Roth, the guy that started oh, all those. Uh, I did some shows with him. He's great. He was like the big slide instructor that worked with Roy Buchanan and all that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was hard to learn from his stuff because he just ripped and he didn't really, some of these guys, they're so good. They can't teach, yep. you know, and then some of these guys are better teachers than they are players. Yeah. So you you got to get what you can out of it, but, uh, you got to find what you need. And uh, that's why I'm a big fan of, you know, music theory. It, it helps you get, get to the point quicker yeah. so you don't waste time a lot of guys can spend 10 years and they don't get anywhere but if you get the right direction the right teachers and the right so i i'm a big fan of private study and people studying 
you got to do that. And you got to put in the hours. Yeah. I mean, he, Johnny put in, he said, six hours a day. Wow. You know, what you got to do. Steve Vai, you didn't see the guy except, you know, to have lunch, breakfast, and dinner. It was just <laughs> pure practice. Yeah. Well, that's what they, that's the hours these guys are putting in. So pay them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go to their shows. I got to tell you something about going to a live show. Yeah. You know, people are sitting home watching Netflix, making their little buttered popcorn. But and it's like, well, I'll just see, I'll just buy, the, I'll just download this or whatever. When you see a live performance, you will never see that same performance again. Once right. it's happening, it's happening as it's happening. It will never repeat itself. That 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 combinations of solos, the the conversation between the crowd, the people in the room, everything. It's the only thing in music that that's different. You listen to a recording by a certain band, it's the same over and over and over and over again. Then you go see the band, you go, oh, I had no idea they played this. I didn't know they played this. you got to go see it, support them. But what you get out of it is, is something totally different than just a repeated manufactured song, which is great, which entices you to listen to and become a fan of an artist. But a live performance, nothing can beat it. And there's nothing better than an artist to have that back and forth because the audience encourages the artist. Johnny used to get bummed out if, if crowds didn't clap, and he said he would purposely play less notes. <laughs> and I asked him one night, I go, what do you mean less notes? I go, you're not counting now. I go, how many less? He goes, six. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. He goes, yeah, they didn't clap enough. I was playing my guts out, so I played six less notes. That's I'm like, funny. oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Bellevue. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Just a couple more things. We'll let you get going. How can people get hold of your yep. music? How can they get people getting your music and your merch and all that? Oh, all right. Well, all they have to do is Google Paul Nelson, mm-hmm. and then you get me or some dentist. <laughs> but uh, uh, PaulNelsonGuitar.com. Paul Nelson Guitar, G-U-I-T-A-R. Uh, dot com. I'm on all the socials. You know, I got the great people and the publicists and all yeah. the all the things that one needs. And uh, yeah, the tour dates are on there. Little bios, um, music, merch, and then uh, yeah, your your local uh, your local venue. If I'm playing there, nice. We you know, become bands and towns a biggie. So yeah, I, I have good people and uh, they 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 got me covered. Gotcha. Well, PaulNelsonGuitar.com. Okay, man. Paul, can you do us a quick favor? Yeah, sure. Can you do a promo ID for a radio show? Just say your name. I would you're, love you're to. I would to, love to. Listen to Maximum Threshold and throw something crazy out at the end of it and don't put no thought into it. Okay. You ready? Sure. Hi, this is Paul Nelson. You're listening to Maximum Threshold. Crank it loud! Perfect. Paul, I definitely thank you, man, for taking the time out and calling us and getting oh, everybody, get everybody on board we with you. We could have went for hours. Oh, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and you, next, you got to come through the Cleveland. Will you be coming through the Cleveland area time? Anytime? No. We'll come in and we'll we'll jam. Yeah. We'd, I like to do that. I really okay. like doing that. I bring in the, the electric, put it on the floor. We have drummer taps on the table. The singer sings with the mic. Bass player plays. And we, it's fun. So yes, I would love to set something like that up okay. for sure. If that's gotcha. what you're asking, yeah, great, definitely. Hey, so I want to thank, like I said, I want to thank you again for being on here and you know turning us Thanks. on to your music here. And and I want to play. Um, what song do you want me to play for everybody tonight off your new one? Uh, 
do, uh, well, we talked about Root to All Evil. Yeah, I got that on the board. Uh, how about, uh, yeah, do Root to All Evil. Okay, got it. What's the song about? Uh, women and money. <laughs> 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 there you go. What else? I hear you. Okay, Paul. Hey, I definitely thank you again for being on, man. Uh, thanks, buddy. Yep, and have yourself a good one. All right, thank you so yeah, much, and fine. I'll see you. I, that's that's we're on for that. I'm coming by there. Sounds good, man. Thanks, buddy. I'll okay. see you in Jamaica. Sounds Bye. good. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.
The Thresh with Dominic. This is the Hellion, and you are listening to Maximum Threshold on the Net, where Dom just sacrificed a live goat in the name of Metal! Call into the show. West Coast callers call 213-973-7237. Once again, 213-973-7237. East Coast callers 440-709-4977. Once again, 440-709-4977. Trailers rocking, rallying with their sister. I mean, we're listening to Max and Special right here. Max with Russell Radio Show. Now back to Max with Russell Radio.
Hello, people. We're back. And if people, if you're listening to us live, you got to hear some Death Angel and some Judas Priest. But if you listen to us on a recorded version, you didn't hear that, sucker. Okay, I got a couple more things here and roll along. I got the um, rock and metal news, so we got to find out what the hell's going on in the music news because I have no clue. And I got some brand new Metal Allegiance, and we've got a track here called Mother of Sin I'm about to unleash on you guys. I don't think anybody's playing this yet, um, but we, we will. Here you go. So we're back after this here on Maximum Threshold Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Paul uh, for calling in. That was fun, man. I enjoyed that talk. Okay, well, back after this. Don't go nowhere. What's up? Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Get ready for the new live album from Earthless. It is entitled From the West. It's going to be out on September 28th, which includes vinyl and cassette. The CD release is going to be out on October the 19th through Nuclear Blast. It's from their live show March the 1st, 2018 at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco, California. They released the live version of Electric Flame on YouTube, so you can check that out. And 94.5 FM's BuzzFest has announced their lineup. It includes A Perfect Circle, Chevelle, Mike Shinoda, Puddle of Mud, and many more including Scott Stapp and Bad Flower. And uh, it will take place October the 27th at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion in Woodlands, Texas. You can uh, check out all the bands at the official website. And a clip of Avenged Sevenfold's new track for their upcoming Call of Duty Black Ops 4 video game is now on YouTube. You can check it out. Uh, it's a trailer. Someone filmed the, filmed the trailer at a video game event and posted it on YouTube. So you can take a listen to a part of the new song. The game hits the streets on October the 12th. Continuing with your Maximum Threshold .net rock and metal news, Lorna Shore released a music video for their new track titled This Is Hell. It's on YouTube now. It features new vocalist X Sign of the Swarm CJ McCreary. And finally, Audiotopsy featuring members of Mudvayne, X Scrape, among others. They released their new track titled What Am I? It's off their upcoming new album called The Real Now. The album is out on November 2nd through Megaforce Records. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. And now for new music sent in for you to check out.
this band and I'll send you this CD. Contest time, bitch. It's not just a question for me. Now it's your time to walk away. 